All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I'm super excited for today's episode. I am chatting with Leah Stankus, and we are going to be talking all about the importance of building your portfolio. Um, this is literally a topic that everyone can relate to, whether you are just starting out or your 10 years experience, like building your portfolio is something that happens all the time. So I'm really excited to chat with Leah about this. Um, Leah is literally right here. So Leah, go ahead, introduce yourself, say hi. Um, yeah, let's get into it. I am Leah. I'm a currently a full-time wedding and elopement photographer and also a styled shoot host. Um, I'm based in West Virginia. So super outdoorsy gal into rock climbing, like skiing, hiking, all that good stuff. Um, truly never saw myself becoming a wedding photographer. I went to college and got an environmental science degree, which completely like two different things, but um, this is where we're at. And I'm so excited for this chat and to talk about everyone and all the styled shoots. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really good. I, um, I didn't know that you were like kind of an outdoorsy person. Is that like something that just is because of where you live or have you always kind of been like that? Yeah, I grew up like I've skied my whole life. I recently like the past two years gotten rock climbing, but um, made last year, I made like a, I guess a promise to myself. So each year I am going to start living out of my car for a month. Last year was my first year. Um, In April, I'm going to drive across the country again and do it. Um, But might as well do it while I can. Plus like getting to travel and do all that awesome stuff is great. Um, But yeah, very outdoorsy. (laughs) Cool. No, that's awesome. How did you get started into photography then? Kind of like take me back to where all started and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So again, back to the outdoors, um, my friend and I were going to Yellowstone. So I was like, uh, we should get, like, I should get a camera for us. And, um, so I bought an Alpha Macari, which is like Poshmark, basically mm-hmm. this used Canon rebel. And, um, I remember when I got it and she came over and we saw the blurry background and we both were like, we are professionals. <laughs> like <laughs> this picture has a blurry background. Like we're set. Um, but we took pictures on that camera, like the whole trip and then ended up losing the SD card. So not none of them. Oh my God. So, um, yeah, but that was where I first started and then just started shooting like anyone that would get in front of my camera and then figured out I really loved couple photography and now we're here. Yeah. So you, I'm assuming kind of started off part-time probably working another job and then you transitioned to full-time kind of like talk me through what that looked like and what were like those obvious signs that you were ready to transition yeah so I was real I was scooping frozen lemonade for like years (laughs) and um then nannying on the side and also like doing photography in college and it was like so much um so pretty much my last two years of college I was like just doing photography and school. And then when I graduated, I said it was time and I went like full force. So there really wasn't like, I've never gotten a job with my degree or anything. It was just like after college, I decided to go full, um, like full-time photography. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah. I think some people do that. I, I didn't do that, but that sounds like kind of an obvious path is like, yeah. Graduating, like, let me just go and do this thing. That's, that's cool. So, um, how long have you been full-time then? So only two years I've been oh. like 
time yeah so still like relatively new yeah um, that's kind of the same for me I I think for me it's almost been two years like my one year mark was in December of this year so I'm like one and a half maybe no uh, maybe a little bit less than that <laughs> but it's funny because I feel like I've been full-time for so long because you put like your heart and soul into photography basically right when you start it so when you go full-time it's like this I feel the exact same because I've been putting this much time and effort into it from the beginning it just I don't have to go to another job anymore. Like now I can just do it during the day instead of doing it at night, you know? So yes. I, I feel like it, it doesn't feel any different because I, I still have the same commitment in my head as before. There's just now the label of full time, you know? Yeah. It's not, you know, you can wake up and like start responding to emails instead of like at eight o'clock at night and then yes. going to bed at one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I wanted to ask you what, is your like a go-to camera body and lens that you shoot on? So I shoot on the R5 and then, um, which I love. Um, yes. I've heard so many good things about the R series. Uh, any sparkler exit or like shooting at nighttime is like amazing now. Um, yeah. And then my go-to lenses are the 35, of course. I feel like every photographer. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the 85. Um, oh, Yeah. Uh, both yeah those are kind of my go-to in between but 35 is pretty much my baby and always on my camera yes agreed how was your transition from I'm assuming you started off using DSLR and then going over to the Canon mirrorless like how was that transition for you like what were some of the differences you noticed definitely okay the weight weight was like so great and like I do a lot of adventurous elopement so I hike a lot with my camera so mm -hmm. I noticed that so much in my like hiking backpack of the weight of the camera um still have I don't have like the mirrorless you know lenses I still have my adapter for my um 35 and 85 but mm -hmm. I'm sure if once I switch over to that the weight will be but definitely like shooting in dark spaces like getting ready locations if there's not a lot of natural light the r5 and mirrorless is just like amazing with i can bump my iso and not be worried at yeah. all um so i'm sure there's a few people listening that are considering transitioning to a mirrorless camera i know a lot of people have questions specifically about like the r5 and the r6 so if you could like tell them either like do it or don't do do it like kind of like talk to those people and let them know like what 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 should they do I I would say do it I was on the fence for quite a while because I was shooting my Canon 60 Mark II for like ever and I was so content I was like mm -hmm. I love this this is my baby and then once I decided to switch over my backup body is now my 60 um but I do not touch it compared to the R5 just like okay the capabilities of it and like the low light mm -hmm. situations. Um, and also the image quality is like amazing. So yeah. okay. definitely would recommend. Okay, cool. And how do you feel the adapted lenses work? Do you feel like you've ever had issues with them being adapted or not really? I don't think so at all. And I have like a lot of photographer friends who also are in the adaptive lens and Okay. So far, none of us have had a problem. Um, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's been amazing so far. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I wonder because I started on Canon, switched to Sony. And then while I was in that transition, I was using like an adapter for my Canon lenses to Sony. And it just like was not it. It just, 
the focus was funny and I felt like I was almost like taking away all of the good things that mirrorless offers by doing an adaptive lens but it also could have just been the fact that I was like trying to use a canon lens on a Sony right and you're using canon on canon it's just like a different lens mount so um yeah I was just curious because I know my experience adapting canon to Sony was a little bit different but I'm sure because of that canon to canon it probably works a lot better than what I was doing (laughs) I guess we need the right ratio yeah Yes, exactly. Okay, so let's jump into today's topic, um, which we're going to be talking about portfolio building, styled shoots, all of that stuff, a little bit about like travel photography, all of that. Um, So I want to start by asking you um, kind of like when you were starting photography and building your portfolio, how did you do that when you first started? Kind of like walk me through what that looked like for you. I feel like every photographer can relate to this too. Um, We've all been where we first get our camera and we want to like shoot everything like families (laughs) like couples like our dogs like we're photographing anything basically that like we'll get in front of our camera um Mm -hmm. that's like what I did I'm pretty sure I took like every family portrait all my friends like portraits and then I finally realized that I really enjoyed couple photography compared to like other types of photography so that's when I started to niche down and only shoot couples but really I was reaching out to a lot of people um I mean, I still, if there's like a concept or like a, something that I want to photograph, I'll still reach out to my friend and like, um, be like, Hey, can you and your husband model for me today? Like, I want to do this. And so I think, like you said at the beginning, the portfolio building truly doesn't stop when you're a photographer. Like, and I feel like it shouldn't be a shameful thing to like do a free shoot. I, you know, or like do something that's going to help you in the future. Um, Oh yeah, totally. Um, I know when I first started, I could not get enough of couple sessions. Like, I don't think I made money for like a year. Like I was just doing shoot after shoot for free, literally just because I was so excited about the end result. And then I was like, um, I guess I should start charging, you know, but like I was asking like my friends of friends or like my sister's friends and like anyone who is willing to model, I was taking photos of them. And I didn't realize it at the time because I just was like, so like enwrapped or like, uh, just like so excited about these photos. I didn't realize that I actually was doing something good for me because having those photos is a good thing to be able to show to future clients. Um, but yeah, it, it does like never stop. Like, especially with like weddings and stuff. I feel like every single wedding that I shoot, I just keep getting better. And it's like the wedding that I shot like last month, I am using that as my portfolio versus like a wedding I shot last year. Cause I just feel like I keep getting better and better and like things just keep improving and your portfolio gets better with time. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what stage you're at, even if you've been shooting for 20 years, you keep adding to your portfolio. So, um, you know, trends like three years ago when I was started, I would never think that I would love blurry photos. Now I'm like, yes, I love so like, you know, trends and like just trying new things and like you growing as an artist, you're going to see that growth in your portfolio. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's actually somewhat embarrassing looking back at like the photos (laughs) that I thought like three years ago were like, it, like, it was like, oh, this is game over. These are so good. And it's like, no, like those are, those are not the vibe, but you know, I could look back at my photos from this year in like five years and be like, why? Like, what were you thinking? So it does, it does like your portfolio needs to be like buffed up and like 
revamped every year or two just because things change within the wedding industry and honestly within photography in general. So yeah, I totally agree with that. So let's talk about, I guess like still talking about portfolios a little bit, but transitioning into style shoots a little bit. Um, what, what would you recommend for someone that wants to build their portfolio? Like what are some things that people can do to build their portfolio if they're listening right now? Okay. I think it also depends. Like you can kind of insert what type of photography you do. Like mine's going to be obviously based towards like weddings and couples photographies, but like, yeah, this is the same for seniors, families, maternity. Um, but reach out to people. If you want to, if you need to build your portfolio, reach out to people in your community, or if there's just really cute couple on Instagram that you've been following, it never hurts to ask. That's why mm -hmm. the is always just like, ask the worst thing that can be said is like, no, that, yeah. But always ask, um, everywhere I travel, I usually try to get a couple to model for me. And um, if you wanna do travel photography, then, you know, use your own money and like travel and then get those portfolio. Like you're not going to be booking your ideal or your dream couples in like Yosemite if you've never gone out West or like, you know, you need to showcase that you do this already. Yes, um, okay. But I feel like building your portfolio is just, you can do it in your community. You can do it where you're at right now. It doesn't have to be an extravagant styled shoe. You can truly buy a $30 dress, white dress off of Amazon and have your friends model for you. Um, oh yeah. So I think just getting creative, um, mm -hmm. look through Pinterest and yeah. kind of find where you want to be and like what you want to shoot and then go from there. Yeah, I totally love the idea of like, buying like a $30 dress off Amazon. I think a lot of the times people, especially like if you're starting out, you're like, why, why isn't my ideal client reaching out to me? Like, why am I not booking the weddings or, you know, the sessions that I want to be booking? And it's truly because you don't have anything in your portfolio that showcases that type of shoot or that type of wedding. Like if someone's getting married in Yosemite or like doing an elopement, chances are very high that they want to book someone that already has experience in Yosemite or, you know, has done some sort of shoot there before. Like, I know that's what I looked for in a wedding photographer was I was looking for someone who had shot at my venue and had experience with that type of lighting. So potential clients are also thinking like that too. So you need to be ahead of the game and go and like get those photos for yourself. Like, even if yeah. it is just like getting a dress and putting a friend in a dress and taking a photo of a couple, like it's that simple to get wedding photos. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, I need to book like this luxurious wedding in order to build my portfolio. Like if you're not getting the people coming to you, go and do it yourself, you know? Oh, my friend and I joke that she's been married for me like six times because <laughs> Yeah. I'm always like, hey, I want to do this. Um, but it is, you know, it doesn't have to be extravagant. You don't, if you don't have the time or resources yet, you don't have to get any other vendors involved. It can be simply just a couple and a dress or whatever venue or location you want to. Yes. Uh huh. I totally agree. And <laughs> um, I actually, me and Charlie sometimes model for shoots too. And I think we're 
at like the four or five mark for being married um, yeah. like different dresses and stuff and at this point I know what types of dresses I like and don't like I wear them all so it's you can put the same people in dresses you know and just kind of space it out a little bit especially if like the vibe of the shoe is different like nobody's gonna notice that it's the same couple or if you have like a couple of couples that you know like two or three just kind of rotate through them like rotate I, through your friends no seriously like I use especially at the beginning of my portfolio building process, I was using my sisters for everything. And it's like, how will they know? You know? It's no, just, no. <laughs> so yeah, totally get creative with it and just kind of like continue to build up your portfolio using the same couple or whatever. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you plan style shoots. So I wanted to kind of talk about that because style shoots are really awesome opportunities to build your portfolio and like get that vibe of photos that maybe you can't necessarily create yourself. So um, first of all, let's just talk about what is a styled shoot. So kind of define it for me and kind of walk me through like what a styled shoot would look like. So I think um, styled shoots are just like kind of curated or styled. It can be, you know, like couple or wedding elopement. Um, but it's a mine are like day events. So there's three styled um, shoots, but it's a great opportunity for not necessarily even beginners, but like anyone in their journey of photography to get that unique uh, content for their Instagram or TikTok, or, you know, use it in different ways. But it's been really awesome to see the people who participate in styled shoots and then be like, I booked a wedding from this because they screenshotted this picture and said, hey, I loved your wedding that you did at a greenhouse, which they didn't know it was a fake wedding, but still it like converted into a booking for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so style shoots, again, you're going to like resonate with different people's style shoots. There's a lot that are hosted mm-hmm. um, everywhere. I mean, nationally or internationally. Um, but I think picking a style shoot that you vibe with and that you want the content from and then going from there. Yeah. So let's talk about planning shoots then, because maybe some people are listening and they want to go and like do the shoot themselves, you know, like they want to host it. So walk me through like the entire process of planning a style shoot in detail, like from beginning to end, like what does that process look like for you? So first it's kind of picking a date and location. Like I always say a style shoot is you're basically planning a mini wedding. Oh yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, um, so picking a date and location, if you're going to host a style shoot, um, I personally host all my style shoots on Sundays, just because as photographers, we're usually booked on Saturdays for weddings, depending on what type of season this is. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you want to work with a venue, then getting that venue, that date, or if you want to just do it like in a national park, you know, permits or like a state park. Um, But after you have your, your date and location, the next thing would be like choosing a style and mood boards, which of course you can go to Pinterest. And I always just like put all the uh, pictures that I'm vibing with or that I want to kind of go towards. I mean, I've done styled shoots in a roller skate rink and then on top of a mountain, like there's so many different directions you can do. Um, But after you kind of make your mood boards and have your date, location, everything, that's when you can start reaching out to vendors. Um, okay. Because you definitely don't want to reach out to vendors and, be, and then say like, 
I don't know what day it is. Um, yeah. I don't know where it's going to be yet. So make sure you get your basics in line before you're reaching out to vendors and couples. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's the same, like when you get married, like you yeah. don't reach out to a florist if you have no idea when you're going to need them, you know? So, you know, basically getting all the basics in line. Um, and then, you know, finding vendors, dresses, floors, stationary artists, all the stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it depends on what you want for the style shoot. Like you, you might not want to style, I mean, a stationary for the style shoot if you just want to do a couple. Um, so that's kind of, you know, rank what's important to you. Okay. Um, for dresses and stuff like that, there's a lot of rentals online on Instagram and stuff. So look yes. into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially if like a local shop doesn't have a dress that fits your vibe like don't feel like you have to commit to that shop like I know I did like a celestial styled shoe and I found a bridal shop that had like uh dresses with like little stars on it yeah but like if I hadn't found that I definitely would have gone online to find it like at a rental place because it's like it's more important to get the vibe of your shoe captured rather than settling for a dress that you don't necessarily like and it doesn't match the Mm -hmm. vibe you know agreed and like Facebook groups are awesome there's like style shoots Facebook groups everywhere where you can post what you need and then reach out um so and then the next one would be like finding models I always like using real life models and not I mean not real life real life couples yes Um, instead of putting two people together that have never met um and so I use Instagram, Facebook groups, um, just any like social media outlet to find, mo- to find couples. Um, and then, you know, if you're selling tickets and if you're going that route, then like start building up excitement um, mm-hmm. on your social media saying like dr- post the pictures of the mood boards, let people see what they will be shooting that day. Okay. Um, and then, you know, once you build up so much excitement, then your tickets can go in sale and Yeah. So what, what was like the difference between your first style shoot you've ever planned and like your most recent one? Like, what are some of those things that you've learned from starting the first one? And then the last one that you've planned? My first one, I don't think I made like a dime. I think I like (laughs) lost more money than like anything. Like I bought the dresses, which were like, I still have them. And like, but, um, definitely did not make any money. I think I sold like five tickets Okay. because in my area in like central West Virginia, style shoots were like not a thing. Everyone was like, what is a style shoot? I was like, I really don't know yet. <laughs> like I'm trying to figure it out myself. Um, yeah. But so the first one, like still some of my favorite pictures um, from one of the style shoots, but compared to my last one, um, you know, it's curated a lot better it you know there's different I have an assistant now who helps me like plan which thank god okay. for her because yeah it, it's a lot to try to plan a style shoot and do photography I'm sure you know by planning mm-hmm. one um but the organization definitely has gotten better um the styles have gotten better and just like the ability to work with other vendors um yeah because you know getting in like quality flowers for the style shoot and getting all the things that I want to, to like make my dream possible with the style shoot is like super important. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Vendors kind of make or break the. <laughs> yeah. And the you know, shoot. yeah. And like work with like, if you've been following like a certain vendor on Instagram forever, like 
work with them, show them what you're dreaming of, or like pop on a quick call, like make sure your ideas are getting like across to them. You know, you guys are on the same idea wave (laughs) for it because, you know, you don't want the day to come and then it's not what you wanted. It's not what you like all the work leading up to that. Oh yeah, totally. So when you do find your vendors, what like exactly are you saying to them when they reach, when you reach out, like, how are you contacting them? Like walk me through that process because I'm, I'm very curious. Like, I think sometimes as vendors, I'm sure they get like reached out to a lot, um, especially like florists and different stuff like that. And like, you know, dress people, just vendors, whatever, you know, I'm sure they get a lot of people that want to plan these shoots. So what do you say to kind of stand out and like, you know, get people to actually work with you? Yeah. So I always make sure my email is like, I know as a wedding photographer, I always appreciate when there's all the details in the email. Yeah. Um, So I always make sure my email has like all the details, like mood boards, what I was thinking, like, for example, if I'm working with a florist, like how many bouquets, do I want how many like boot mirrors? What am I, do I want a flower backdrop? Like, what are my ideas? Um, okay. Attaching the mood board, attaching like the location. Um, then also saying like, I love their work. Like yeah. here's my Instagram, like mm-hmm. what will they will, will like they be getting paid? Like, you know, the big questions cause some style shoots, it might just be like trade for a portfolio. The why the other ones might be like paid. So like things that they need to know um, because, you know, if you're getting paid or like if you're putting that forward is a huge deal because yeah, it's, you know, you don't want to put in so much time and money into something that like you might not be getting that many images back from or like right. yeah. how much exposure will you be getting? So like telling them what to expect from the whole experience is important. Yes, totally. Do you find yourself paying every vendor like what what does that look like for you because I know sometimes you don't pay vendors or sometimes you do so like what what's your approach to that um definitely for like florist you have you you have to pay like flowers and that's something like going into style shoots I didn't realize how expensive flowers were yeah (laughs) they're very expensive (laughs) yes Um, you know um and so like dress rentals I've always paid for um and then some vendors are like trade for portfolios. My models are usually trade for like images with their partners. Um, okay. And I, all my style shoots, I have at least 15 photographers. So that's the max. So you're getting spammed with pictures of, yeah. <laughs> and for vendors, like they're getting spammed with like pictures on Instagram and tagged and like, so it is exposure for everyone. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So when you are selling tickets, then what tips do you have for selling tickets? Because I know you said your first shoot, you only sold five, but now you're at 15. So like, what kind of helped you go from like not selling as many to now booking out your shoots? So it's definitely like building up the brand of, you know, I call it Wonderless Shootout. So building up that brand. So like, okay. And then, you know, I usually do before like two, a month to then two weeks before like each launch, you know, putting it on social media, like making reels about that, making posts about that, putting it on the story. Um, Okay. You definitely, I mean, I know you know this with your launch, but like, you don't want to be 
putting something out and then when you drop it like when you publish it and say tickets or sale that's the first time anyone is hearing about it oh like, yeah like you need to build up excitement and you need to like be answering questions before the tickets go on sale yeah totally uh, but definitely establishing like that trust with photographers and vendors that like these styled shoots will be quality yeah um, if you are investing into that then you you know, because you have to remember people are investing into you when they mm -hmm. shoot ticket. Yeah. When you plan out of state shoots, like how does that look for you? Like how is that different from planning an in-state like local shoot? So definitely, you know, some in-state you can use like people, you know, out of state, you're searching for models. So it's definitely using Facebook groups and like social media again to find vendors, to find yeah models and everything but um kind of the same aspect but it's a little bit harder you know maybe if you don't know as many people or don't know of many vendors in that area yeah how do you go about setting your ticket prices too that this is just something that i'm curious about because especially if you are doing something out of state that's going to be a, a little bit Lots more expensive for yeah. you yeah more <laughs> more expensive for you but then in state too there are other expenses so how do you set your ticket prices and kind of figure that out so it depends on like if usually all my style shoots are three couples, which are then translates into 15 photographers. So five group, like five, three groups of five. Yeah. Um, so it also depends like, are you, so I've hosted them with Airbnbs, like how expensive is that Airbnb? Um, how expensive are the floors going to be? How many elopement style shoots will there be? Do I need to buy like numerous dresses? Do I need to like, so it's kind of factoring in all those costs and then dividing it by 15, <laughs> like, yeah. sure, like if I were to sell 15 tickets maximum, like how is that going to look Okay. Uh, with yeah. travel and stay and then like your food. So factoring in all the cost. Right. And then you also just want to make it worth your time too. So yes. like, like that number is like at the very minimum, that's what I need just to break even. Um, mm -hmm. And honestly, it's safer to charge a little bit more than that because there are so many last minute expenses too that you can't always anticipate so it's it's good to give yourself a little bit of a buffer with ticket prices just because you never know what your expenses might look like the day before like you might end up having to buy a tux for someone or you know there's a million things that could go wrong oh so. yeah there's like in yeah and like during the style shoot days since it's so long I make sure everyone has like a snack break and like pre-COVID I was doing like a big charcuterie board and like uh. then it like turned into like individually wrap snacks so like all the expenses leading into that like need to go into your ticket price and like you said to make it worth your while also yeah so this is kind of just a very random question but is there like some crazy thing that's happened at one of your shoots or just something absolutely outrageous that you can think of that you're like I can't believe this happened just like a good story from <laughs> one of your shoots that you can think of there's been like a lot I did have I was doing a style shoot at like the base of a waterfall and my model fell completely <gasps> in this white dress and the waterfall that we were shooting at like the state park is called black waterfall state park so like the water is known to be like black from like the these rhododendrons so, like uh -huh. It was, everyone's screaming. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, um, and so that was like a funny thing. We also did a winter style shoot on a like mountainside. And I, I didn't promise a snowy elopement, but I was like, 
hopefully it snows. Um, it snowed like six inches overnight. Um, so I was like, okay, we got the snow. Um, um, <laughs> a little too much snow, but it's there. Not too much, but like, thank you. Um, it was so cold. And I was like, make sure everyone like, please dress appropriately. Mm-hmm. Some people were not dressed appropriately. Oh gosh. It was so cold. Our model's dress froze to the ground. So I would have to take my hand, put it on like the ice. So the warmth for my body melted it and then pick the dress up and then it would do the same thing again. So like <laughs> the picture is amazing. Some of my favorite pictures, yeah. but like it was, it was so cold. It was so cold. Um, luckily like all the attendees were like amazing. Mm-hmm. We like had to warm up in the car and then go back out. Um, but yeah, that was, we got the snow. We got the snow though. You know, I'm, when you said that the dress froze to the ground, I'm picturing like kind of like an A-line or like a ball gown and it freezes and it's like stuck in that shape almost. And they're just like walking around and like the dress is like physically. It was like, it's physically like froze. Like it was, it was ice. And I was like, okay, um, this is fun. This is great. Um, yeah. Oh, but- weather is so hard to predict for shoots. And I guess that would be something that I want to ask you, like, how do you deal with weather? Like if it rains or something, do you have like a rain day or like, what's your approach to that? I always say, and most of my style shoots are geared towards like more adventurous weddings and elopements. So I always say like, we're in it no matter what mother nature throws at us. Um, okay. Cause I've done photographs like in the rain and it's been like really awesome. Um, so leading up to the day, I'll be like, you know, this is what the weather is going to be like, make sure you pack accordingly. Like, um, so far we haven't had a style shoot where it's raining like super hard. We've had like a little sprinkle, but it's been like fine. Um, okay. But yeah, nothing, nothing too extreme except the snow. <laughs> the yeah. snow was so manageable. I was like, okay, this is manageable. Bye. Yeah. I mean, no. sn- snow is so pretty though. Like, that's I, I would like it if it, I would rather it snow six inches than it be like that muddy brown look all over the place. Like I think I would opt yeah. for the snow, even if it were cold, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The snow, it again, looked really awesome. Just hands were cold. Yeah. Um, so I think my last question I have for you on this topic, well, maybe I have two more questions, <laughs> but this, so if there's someone listening right now, like who would you say would be a good candidate to start planning a style shoot? So like, um, if you're this or this, like who, who would you say are the photographers that should maybe consider planning a shoot like this? I think is it's, you know, a personal, it's a personal, like you have to go back and like, do you have time to do it? If you're going to sell tickets, like, do you have time to make sure that the experience that you are putting out there for other photographers is going to be great um, for them? You know, again, yeah. like people are investing into you. Um, so you don't want to like take it on and then not be able to produce a style shoot that you're really proud of and that like people are going to invest in and not be happy with. Um, okay. But I think everyone should, you know, plan, like get together with like three of your like photographer friends or like how many of your photographer friends and be like let's do this like one Saturday we're all free Mm -hmm. Um, or you know plan something that you've always wanted to do if you want to do like a adventurous elopement like again go on a little weekend trip with your photographer friends and like shoot at this awesome location Um, but I think it you know it goes down to like what you want for your portfolio Um, 
and if you have time for that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think like something that is kind of underrated about style too that I'm just now realizing is the fact that it really brings together like a community of photographers. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's something that I've been learning as I've done different shoots is like, not only is it great for building your portfolio, like obviously that's the most obvious benefit, but at the same time, you're creating this like really awesome community and just like being able to, you know, socialize with people and meet other photographers. I think that's one of like the most valuable things about being a photographer is the fact that there is community that you can find and there's community that you can connect with other people. And it just, it makes like the whole photography experience that much better knowing that you have like friends and just people in the industry that are at the same, in the same boat as you and like, you know, can relate to you. So I think if you are also listening and you just have like a group of photographer friends that, like you said, you want to plan a shoot with, or if you want an opportunity to meet other photographers, whether it be planning or going to a styled shoot, I think both of those things would be really beneficial for you. I went to a styled shoot, um, I think it was like maybe two years ago and just going to it. And like, I was put in a group and I didn't really think much of it, but meeting those people and being able to like chat with them and just like, I don't know, relate to them. I still like follow them on Instagram. We still like DM each other. And I think that's just like a really cool thing about style shoots that you don't always think about. Like, even if the photos don't turn out great, at least you made connections with people and you made friends. And I think that's a really invaluable thing. It is. And like learning from, you know, you might not know like, oh, I've never thought about doing that post. And like someone to the left of you just like called that out. And so like, just kind of getting to bounce off each other. My girl group who I've met through styled shoots, there's five of us, like we've gone to, we're going to Hawaii in two weeks. We've gone to Connecticut together. Like I shot her wedding because I met her at my styled shoot. Like just all the connections that we've gained through that is like Mm -hmm. something that you can't, like you said, you can't like not like not acknowledge that it's such a great thing yeah totally so to wrap up our talk about styled shoots what is like your biggest piece of advice for planning a styled shoot if you could take away one nugget of advice for someone what is it I would say to really be creative Pinterest is great Mm -hmm. um, but taking an image that you see on Pinterest and kind of saying like how can I make this different and how can I put my own twist on it um, I think we see a lot of the, some of the same things in style shoots mm-hmm. and like being able to like do something like no one has ever done before is like something really awesome. Um, so like taking your own and don't be afraid to like put it out there. Yeah. Um, style shoots are like for everyone and for anyone. So like, don't be afraid to host a style shoot. Don't be afraid to like plan your first style shoot. Like you can do it. Yeah. And I think sometimes when people think of style shoots, they think of these big events with, you know, 25 photographers and a million vendors, and it takes two years to plan it. But truly a style shoot can be something that you plan in a couple of weeks with a couple, um, a dress and flowers. Like I've literally done that so many times just because you have this concept in your head and you want to execute it. So I think like not, overthinking the style shoot process and just you know going and planning it and just creating your own like concepts I think like you were saying like Pinterest is great but you can't rely solely on Pinterest like eventually that's gonna bite you in the butt because there's only so many Pinterest references that you have until you need to literally 
figure out how you can do it on your own. And, you know, like you can look up like a parking garage engagement shoot when you shoot at a parking garage, but there's only so many poses that are going to be there. And then you have to (laughs) think of things on your own. So, um, yeah, I think just not relying on Pinterest also and turning those into your own creative ideas. I really, really like that. That's just like a good, that's a healthy habit to have as a photographer too, is just like trying to be original and create your own concepts rather than relying on other people's concepts. I, yeah. I, I'm just amening over here. It's good. Yeah. Like, you know, not, not comparing your style shoot to like another person's style shoot because you, you guys are in two different walks. You have like maybe different resources. So like, like you said, just grab a bouquet of flowers from like yeah. a grocery store, like yeah. and have a friend, like you can build your portfolio like with truly anything if you are creative with it. Yes, totally. So I want to transition and talk a little bit about social media um, because I think a lot of photographers have like different unique approaches to social media. So I always like to ask like, you know, just a few social media things from you. So um, for you, like how do you feel like social media has impacted your portfolio building with shoots or just in general building your portfolio? How does social media impact that? It is like social media, Instagram is like my main booking. Yeah. Um, that's where I get most of my bookings from. And like, so to be able to like use social media, which is a free thing. Yes. I always like emphasize this. It's a free way to like put your work out there to like show people your portfolio. So like use that, use that all day long. Like I hear time and time again, like people saying like, oh, my work's not good enough right now. Like, I don't want to put it out there. Like, just put it out there. There are pictures on my Instagram from like a few years ago. Like they're not great. They're not great. But like I put myself out there and like I've built from like that starting point to now. So building your portfolio using Instagram like is is, you know, Instagram, TikTok, whatever social media you're into, but like mm-hmm. it's key, I think, to like really getting and leading into bookings. Yeah. And especially with Instagram, I always view like an Instagram feed as like a visual portfolio of like, this is what I'm capable of. This is what my work looks like as a whole. So your feed is like the biggest social media builder that you have. Like it's the biggest demonstration of here's what I can do. This is what my style is like. So utilizing a free tool like Instagram to build your feed, to represent your portfolio, like literally like, why are you not doing that? Like it's free. And like, if someone comes on your Instagram, those first couple of seconds of them looking through your work, that's the biggest, like most, that's the most important first impression that you can give because you want to have those photos that potential clients connect with and see themselves in and they feel like they're your style is like their style and they see a wedding that kind of emulates the wedding that they want to plan. So that feed and that grid is like crucial. It's so so important to showcase like your work, your life. Like I've met up with clients and they're like, you like dogs, you like this. Like I knew we were going to vibe so hard with you. And like, My clients last night brought me sours because they knew I like sour beers and like, Um, you know, just showcasing that, that, and like, you're going to get people that you get along with your instant friends with when you get out of the car is because you're using social media and like showcasing your work, your life. Like, this is my personality. You can get little tidbits from that. Oh yeah, totally. So 
If you could give just some social media tips, like some of your favorite things that you do or things that have helped you for photographers listening, um, what would those things be? Um, definitely to start now. I remember like going back and being very nervous about like what people in my hometown would do if like they see me talking on my Instagram story, like <laughs> all these things. I'm like, will someone say something? And like, so like just kind of block that out and like go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's, you hold yourself back a lot yeah. more than other people would. Um, so yeah. just like do it, put yourself out there, like make your first TikTok or make your first reel, like, you know, start posting about your personal life. Um, yeah. do the things that you're maybe scared of doing. And like, I promise it will be like a huge, like increase and in, like you'll, the outcome of that will be better than expected. It's not going to be bad. Yes. I think that's honestly something that I even struggle with like even now is like thinking about the fact that random people that I know from whatever walk in life I was in like like they might see my stuff and like that thought just embarrasses me a little bit but at the same time like if I saw someone from high school posting TikToks and like advertising their business I would think like oh like go you like it's awesome that you're building a business and you, you know, and this TikTok or reel or post or whatever, it's, it's going to attract clients more than it's going to attract people from your past or, you know, people that know you. So yes, it might be a little bit embarrassing for a random person to see a video of you or whatever, but like, think about if a potential client sees that you might get a booking from that. Is it worth not getting a booking just because you're embarrassed about you know, posting whatever it is that you're embarrassed about or putting yourself out there. No, like it's worth the booking. Like, like get the booking. <laughs> yes. Go for it. Like I have booked a session because they're like, oh, I saw this video of you and your dog. I have a dog. And like that conversation started going, what are your prices? Um, mm-hmm. So like truly put yourself out there. Like, again, like it can only benefit you in the end. Um, yeah. And start now. Like nothing again. It's all mindset. Start now. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. And especially in photography, people are looking for a very personal connection almost with photographers. Like they want to feel like they know you. So your client coming to you and gifting you something that you like, that's a sign that you're doing something right on social media because they feel like they know you as a person. And that's what a lot of people look for in a photographer. And that's, those are the type of people that I want to book are the people that feel like they know me and feel like they're comfortable around me to the point where they feel comfortable enough to let me photograph their most important day of their life, you know? So putting yourself out there, even like on a personal level and just like not keeping things on a business level, but going deeper and talking about like you as a person, your approach to things, things you like. I think that all in all benefits your business in the long run. I think there's literally no downside to doing that at all. Like there's, I cannot think of a single bad thing that would come from doing that. (laughs) It, it truly, you know, you have to like realize that that is everyone. There's like 20, you know, there's like so many wedding photographers. The only thing that like separates you from other photographers besides like your style, your work is like truly you, like mm-hmm. people are looking for that connection. Like you said, like it's you that separates others from other businesses. So yeah, yeah put yourself out there, like show your personal life, show like your daily routine, what kind of coffee you like, like anything, like it's about building that connection. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Well, I think that wraps up our episode for today, but 
I would love for you to tell people where they can find you and also tell people like what is coming up in your business and what exciting things are happening. Ooh, okay. So my Instagram is Leah Stankus Photography. And then the shootout Instagram is Wonderless Shootouts. Um, but an exciting thing for content creation, now that we're talking about Instagram, is I'm going to be releasing a content creation guide. So if you're oh. struggling with like video creation or like anything with like social media, like that is what's coming up for me. Um, That's cool. Shootouts coming up this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's an exciting year. Um, yeah. The business and everything. Yeah, totally. That's very exciting. And I'm excited for you to keep planning shoots and just like contributing to photography community. Um, I don't think there's enough appreciation for people that do host styled shoots because those, those really are so helpful for beginners or even for people that just feel like they're in a creative rut. So just know that what you're doing is not only beneficial to your portfolio, but to tons of other people, whether it's for their portfolio or like literally just emotionally or creatively, like your like style shoots do so much. So don't feel like what you're doing is not valued because what you're doing is totally valuable to so many people. And it's awesome. I, I applaud you. (laughs) Yes, of course. Well, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. It was so fun talking with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in So much clearer Stop.